0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 190, entitled Pokemon and Smash DLC, because we got both of it coming at you this week. Uh, My name is Steve. I'm here uh, hosting tonight uh, again, uh, but I am for certain not alone. I am joined by Sir Gregory. How are you doing, Greg? (laughs) Good. How's it going? But, uh, it was a little bit later than normal because Barry would love to be here. It is, yeah. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, Barry couldn't join us. Um, had some Had some things going on with me, and we we decided uh, in in the end it was better to push it back and still do it than not do it, um, than to like cut it out altogether or whatever. So uh, yeah, we are coming at you a little later than the normal on Tuesday. Um, so thanks for staying up late with us, those of you guys that are tuning in live. Um, but if you're watching it after fact or listening after the fact it's really probably not much different for you so uh no big deal but uh but thanks to you thank you for all all of you guys that do tune in live uh every other week with us as we record these things live um we love having you guys join in the chat, just talk about all the stuff that we're talking about and throwing your th- thoughts and comments and everything in there. And uh, and if you do watch this after the fact, and let's say um, you know even two, three weeks later or maybe <laughs> two years later, who knows, and uh, you're like, oh, I got some thoughts about that, uh, throw that into the comment section uh, here on YouTube. And, uh, or if you're, you know, you don't watch on YouTube, you listen to the audio version or whatever, we would love to have you guys all join our Discord channel uh, um, our server, and uh, you can chat about all that stuff that we're talking about there. Um, follow us on social media. It would just be awesome for uh, for you guys to join us in between the shows and just keep this conversation up because we love talking games with you guys. Um, we love talking you know, to each other about this. I-, I-, I enjoy Greg and Barry's conversation, but I also enjoy that conversation getting even wider um, having you guys jump in. So. Yeah. All right, so... Uh... So oh, basement dweller games says hi, hello, um yeah, and throughout the the show, as normal, we'll kind of refer to uh you guys what you're talking about in the chat and and everything as much as we can as well, so yeah, it kind of be the chat room will kind of be the third podcast podcast host for tonight, it'll be kinda of, be kind of replacing Barry, so do your job, chat. you know you got a lot to hold up to
1: <laughs> yeah' a. Remind everybody to buy physical.
0: And <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I hate on the stuff. It's <laughs> the <laughs> so last time Barry Barry leaves all the podcast to us. He's gonna be like, "What did you tell people? You said down with physical and only go digital. What is gone? What is wrong with you?" <laughs> All right, well, Greg, as as normal, uh, we're going to start with uh, just a chat about what we've been playing lately, and so uh, what what have you been up to uh, in terms of your, your gaming over the last couple weeks?
1: Well, I'm very slowly pumping away at Luigi's Mansion 3, um, got another few hours in and rescued some more elevator buttons, so it's slow, but surely I'm going through it, so it's been a lot of fun so far. And Definitely wish I could have, like, had, like, a room for a game of the year for that, but Mm. it's kind of beyond that, and so, yeah, that's pretty much the main part on Switch, still tuning in with uh, Dr. Mario World and Fire Emblem Heroes every day, checking out events and completing all that stuff as well, so that about wraps it up for me in that
0: department. Well, all right. Uh, both of us have been playing um, pretty much like one or two games uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know about Barry. I, I feel like he's he's probably in the same boat. He's probably chipping away at some of those RPGs and stuff. Um, other than Rocket League, I've spent a lot of time in Rocket League over the, the last few weeks, really trying to like up my game actually in you know? it. So I've started to watch a lot more tutorials online, trying to like get myself to that next level because I'm pretty much consistently hitting um, gold status, like gold uh, rank. But I really would love to get up diamond and eventually like it'd be really cool if i could make a run to grand champion but i don't know that's that seems like way beyond my reach right now but i'd love to be able to get to that consistently hit diamond rank um in each season but uh gold is is pretty much standard for me the last few couple seasons um which is cool because i i feel like when i when i started out i was like barely getting bronze (laughs) which is really fairly easy to get. Um, but, uh, but now it's cool that I can get gold, but, uh, I'd love to be able to get better. So I've been focusing a lot on, on doing, um, the, the training sessions and stuff like that. And watching a lot of, uh, other experts within rocket league and and showing us, showing me how to like improve my aerial game and, and stuff like that. So anticipation is like one of the big things that I've, that I'm, trying to work on right now in the game is like how to anticipate where the ball is going to go um, and anticipate what are what my opponents are going to do and what my uh, teammates are going to do and i've realized it's incredibly difficult when you just have a random teammate online you have no idea how good they are Um, like i don't know if they're actually going to get that ball or not can i get can i guarantee they're going to pass me the ball probably not if i pass them are they actually going to take the shot or are they going to whiff it? And yeah, who knows? Um, so I, uh, I have a friend that I, I need to talk to because he actually plays for his college um, on his other Rocket League team. And I, I need to talk to him and see if he can carry me. For a little bit, <laughs> like hey, let me play with you so you can uh, help me increase my rank. Um, I also played through uh, Ori and the Forgotten, F- or sorry, Ori and the Blind Forest. Let me get that right. Um, the definitive edition, the uh, demo. So I played all throughout the demo and really liked that game. Like I, it may be one of the next games that I'll be uh, be uh, downloading um, for for my Switch, like the full game. Um, have you played Ori at all? No, not at all so I'd, I'd recommend the the demo because it's free um, and it's a it's a good I mean it's not like the eight-hour demo of Dragon Quest but but I think I got a good solid like 30 45 minutes or something like that maybe in of it and it's a it's a really pretty game and it and it's uh, the audio and the music and everything is really cool too and um, yeah it's a platformer so it's 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 it also has a little bit of, of um Metroidvania kind of stuff I feel like like the demo didn't get into it enough um for me to like fully uh experience that but I could tell what was going on I was like there were certain spots that I couldn't get to yet I was like oh I bet if I get certain things later then I can come back to those certain areas and stuff so um yeah I'd recommend checking it out Greg because I know you like those kind of games
1: yeah I do like platformers and definitely like the Metroidvania games so
0: that sounds just like Hollow Knight, which I absolutely love. Mm, Those yeah, my favorite indie games. Yeah, that was on sale not too long ago, right? Or maybe it, it might still be on sale. I think.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely was for like the holiday or New Year's or something, or
0: maybe right now. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. actually, I, I was. I remember, it might have been within the last week or so, I think I noticed it was on sale and I I was really tempted to, to get it because I, I know you really liked it a lot and I was like, oh, that could be good, but but the, uh, the ever-growing backlog of games that I do have downloaded was still looming over me. I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't go get another one to add to the list. <laughs> But uh, all right, so let's let's move into some, some news. And uh, again, as, as we talk about this stuff, we'd love for you guys to chat about that in the, in the chat room, but also throw your comments uh, down below later and after the fact. Um, first of all, we, we found out the top 20 best-selling games of the decade. And uh, VentureBeat had this uh, information. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here for you guys um, that are watching on YouTube. And you can kind of see th- look through the list with us. Um, But uh, over the last 10 years, uh, they have the the best-selling games of of the last 10 years. And uh, I don't know about you, Greg, but when I looked over there, uh, this list, um, two big things stood out to me. Um, An overwhelming uh, abundance of FPS games on there and uh, a very small number of Nintendo games (laughs) – so we have like grand theft autos we have uh pretty much every call of duty that's coming out over the last 10 years is on this list and uh low down on the list i I believe the i mean we have games like minecraft that are also present on there and some of those call of duty games were on nintendo systems but the only two like nintendo only games on there are mario kart 8 and uh, the legend of zelda breath of the wild i believe so great What, what do you what do you think about this list when you looked it over
1: well, I mean, unfortunately for Nintendo, their games are only on their platform for the most part. So it is pretty neat. That at least The Legend of Zelda, like, actually was able to crack the list. I mean, that game was only out for, like three years even, and it still managed to like hit this list. So that's still pretty impressive for just like a Nintendo exclusive hardware. I know it's on Wii U as well, but I think the can safely say the bulk of the sales were on Switch. So
0: yeah. That's a good point. i when i when I was looking at this list, that's that didn't that thought didn't come to my head, and that's good you brought that up because i some of these games have only been out for just a, a couple of years compared to some of them that have been out probably you know, came out in two thousand and ten um, that have had the entire time to keep continue to build and and sell more and more and more. so. That's interesting. And then we we also they sh- they showed off the the top 20 games from the the previous decade as well. And as I was looking over that, there it, it's a very different list, isn't it Greg? Like it like yeah. <laughs> everything is so different from the last decade versus the the decade before that. I mean, we're seeing things like Guitar Hero, Wii Fit is number 2. Um a bunch of of Wii games, a bunch of uh Nintendo stuff, a bunch of casual games. I mean, there's the instead of FPSs, there's a bunch of music stuff on there. And then you see all the the Madden's um the games on there. There's 06, 07, 08 all on there. So sports uh music and just casual Wii games uh kind of dominated the list in the previous decade. That's kind of crazy. What, what what do you think about that, that difference between those two?
1: It is definitely like quite a different like landscape. So it's like people really I mean Call of Duty had been around that first like decade, I thought, right? Maybe it just wasn't as popular.
0: Yeah, I mean we got um looks like so modern like- warfare and Modern warfare two are on the list um but that's it that's like all Oh wait world at war is on the list as well so there there are some fps's on there i mean you have your halo 3 and your halo 2 and stuff but it's it's a it's it seems like it was the games were more varied i guess in in that previous decade um yeah definitely yeah. i definitely noticed that and that was kind of very intriguing i mean I was really surprised to see, like,
1: Wii Fit so high up there, though. I mean, I know that Wii was popular, but I didn't know Wii Fit was
0: that much larger. Yeah. yeah. And Wii Play. I mean, part of it, because you get got a free remote with it, but, um, but coming in at four... Guitar Hero 3 doesn't surprise me. That game was great. And, like, I feel like everybody and their cousin had Guitar Hero 3. Um, and from it topping the list, that that seems to prove it. <laughs> but uh, but then, yeah, this last decade, I don't think, um, yeah, no music games or rhythm games on there at all. <laughs> that was yeah. definitely a fad that kind of faded away.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, like, even, like, Guitar Hero 2 really got those, like, games, like, kickstarted. That was, like, where it really, like, Made it like a brand name, and then like that's where the third and even the fourth one are on the list. Where it's mm-hmm. you can tell it's where it's definitely been like hardened in, and they knew what they were doing at that point before they made way too many of them. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So as you look over the the list of the 2010 to 2019, um, how many of those games have you actually played? Because I'm I'm thinking I've played probably one two. Three, four, five, six—I think six of them. So apparently, I'm—I'm I'm really missing out. Um, I've I'm not—I'm not giving them all my money like everybody else has, I guess.
1: Well, yeah, especially the ones from this most recent decade. I think I've only played like three of them, and that's mm. like Breath of the Wild, um, Mario Kart 8, and Skyrim.
0: Mm. Nice. The rest
1: of them I've never even played because I've never had a. 360 Xbox One or PlayStation 3 or 4 to even be able to play those. Yeah. That greatly limits me, at least in that
0: regard. Yeah. Uh, I think the only Call of Duty game I've I've ever owned is Ghosts. And I got that on Wii U, actually. (laughs) It was a good game. I I like the single player. I didn't didn't play any multiplayer at all. But uh, I don't play any multiplayer of Call of Duty games anymore because I uh, die a whole lot from, like, 10 year old kids that know a whole lot better the game a whole lot better than i do so yeah, i've, I've that was my off friend, and
1: that's kind of why i kind of fell off the first person shooter train So yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah it like i think i'm like really good but i'm really not <laughs> yeah and that's really heartbreaking just to like not get anywhere close to winning like so many times in a row then it's like yeah i guess i'll just hang in the towel <laughs> yeah, i'm never gonna be as good as people that can spend a lot more time at it than me
0: yeah for sure so yeah okay. go ahead well, I was really
1: through the first list of 2000 2009 i think it's only about six games that i played in that list so
0: oh really yeah i think
1: like the tar hero games um we fit we play uh, mario kart Wii. and uh vice city i had on the pc and i really like that one um uh, i'm sure i've probably played like halo 2 or 3 at like roommates places but that was about it i never can't say i've owned them though
0: yeah yeah i have either owned or played a a good chunk of probably 11 or 12 of those so and i and the top five i i owned so (laughs) which is very different than the last decade so
1: yeah i never got into rock band so i never played
0: either of those Mm. I didn't want a second set of plastic instruments. <laughs> yeah, that was a pain. It was nice when they uh, they started allowing them to uh, to intermingle um play nice together. That was that was a a nice move. And then they stopped again and they started developing their own guitars again. Like, What what are you doing? But that was their there was their swan song anyhow, so <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, it's it's that's interesting. I I, I wonder what the next ten years of, of games are going to look like. Um, it's interesting to me that games like um, that I think that m- most people play. Are not on that list. Games like Fortnite, for instance, um, because they're free. They're free to download, free to play, and so you don't see those kind of games topping the list because, like, everybody plays it, um, but you don't buy it. So that's not a best-selling game. And I wonder if we're going to see more of that in this next year because there, it seems like there are a lot more free-to-play games coming out that uh, then get you with microtransactions or whatever afterward to keep their the money coming, but you get to to play the game game itself for free so this could change the landscape i wonder of of our list from you know 2020 to, to 2029 yeah that's going to be
1: interesting and be obviously interesting to see what kind of games from switch or the switch successor land on the list as well
0: yeah for sure uh, Good to chat uh, Omar, hey guys uh, Welcome, welcome Omar And uh, Basement Dweller says they, uh, They've they never played any of the Call of Duty games With those sales, it's no wonder They're near yearly releases And that's true, they know they are cash cows So they just keep popping them out Because they will sell, even if they're not that great um, They'll keep selling over and over and over again Oh man! All right, so let's see. I think it was back on January 9th. What was that like? a Couple days after our last podcast, uh, Nintendo went live with a uh, with a little uh, Pokemon Direct, and uh, this this made Greg incredibly excited because of the she's a huge Pokemon fan, as as all the podcast listeners know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> Say that, yeah. Yeah I, still, yeah. I still have to fire up Sword, but I think it was waiting
0: to do what we just mentioned three before diving into it. I think. Cool. Well, Greg, you haven't even started Sword, or have you started it? Or no, I didn't. even. You haven't even started. You haven't up. started, but we got even more game coming for you. So you're going to get. You know, there's there's even more coming. So uh, we found out that the both Sword and Shield are going to get expansion passes. And uh, included in those expansion passes are two different um, areas that you're going to be able to to play in. And uh, the expansion pass is uh, you can buy the whole thing for twenty nine dollars ninety nine cents. Uh, if you pre-purchase the pass, you can actually get a special edition uh, clothing um, for for your game right now. And so both editions have their own expansion pass. Both are the same, but they offer a slightly different experience in, in both games. So the sword expansion pass will still have the same both areas and the shield expansion pass will have those same areas but they'll be slightly different. Um, And uh, they're gonna launch, um, the first one is gonna be launching in in June 2020, so just a few months away, and it's called the Isle of Armor. And it's gonna focus on the theme of growth. Your mentor is gonna be Mustard, who mentored uh, Leon. And your rival and sword will be uh, named Clara, or Clara. And uh, your rival and shield is gonna be Avery. And uh, basically, you're gonna be entrusted with this new Pokemon that has two different styles of of options based on its evolutions. And you're gonna be able to see new forms from three original starters, uh, your three original starters in Sword and Shield. So that's, that's the Isle of Armor. So you're gonna be focusing a lot on growth during that DLC. And then, in the fall, we're going to get our second part of the pass, which focuses on the area of the what's called the Crown of Tundra, and it's focusing on the theme of exploration, and so you're going to have a psychic and grass-type legendary there um, that I have no idea how to pronounce, I think it's like calorex maybe um which is rumored to have uh, ruled over um a big chunk of the Galar region originally and the 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 crown tundra will also include a co-op mode which would be a first and uh, this allows you to catch a number of previously released and brand new legendaries and so a lot of legendaries a lot of exploration and everything happening in in the uh the crown of tundra and then um on top of all that, 200 well-known uh, Pokémon will be present in the expansion pass. So a lot of people early on were uh, were saying, "Why aren't you sticking all the Pokémon that exist in into this these Sword and Shield games? Why did you why did you hold back?" They're sticking 200 of those back in the expansion pass, and you can actually bring over Pokémon from previous games. Uh, that are going to be, so if you have a Pokemon from a previous game that is also going to be in an expansion pass, you can bring it over via the Pokemon Home uh, service that's going to be launching in February. As, uh, and again, just make sure that they exist in both games. If they don't, you can't bring it over. And uh, and also there was a free software update that was uh, that launched um, just after the Direct, and it allowed you to run into a Gigantamax uh, version of specific Pokemon in Max Raid battles and in the wild area and also you could encounter clara and avery those their two rivals in the expansions and a galar slowpoke that's wandered over from the isle of armor so kind of just a little tease before the expansion passes actually come there so a lot more pokemon a lot more stuff to explore 30 bucks gets you all of that Greg, is this overwhelming to you? Because that's, that's a lot of game that they already had, and you're basically they're kind of uh, doubling or tripling it depending on how you look at it. So, what's your thoughts about all this?
1: It's definitely ni- nice, first of all, to see them expanding and giving people what they wanted, like additional Pokemon to collect, so that's is major props to them. Um, in terms of me personally buying it, I, it will just depend on my experience with the game. If I have a really deep dive and incredibly enjoy it. it is like the best thing ever then I'll probably look into getting it but at this point I can't make a say if I'm going to get it or not since I don't know how my experience will be with the game so
0: yeah yeah as uh, Basement Dweller said, he's he's really glad that they're going DLC instead of uh, a brand new game, and that's what happens a lot of times. They do bring out like a third edition of the game, and uh, and and you have to like go through all this other stuff, and they add some extra things. This way, they they're just adding this DLC, which is which is pretty cool, and it's not the cost the full cost of a game again. Um but yeah, I, I I'm with you, Greg. I, I think uh depend on what I think. I think the cool thing is that especially the Crown of Tundra one appeals to me more because I do like the wild area already yeah, that's one of the things that I told you know Barry was upset with me because I, I haven't completed the game yet because I keep you just lost in the bat in the wild area it's so fun just to wander around and see what Pokemon I find and and what are the things that are out there and so both of these kind of seem like they're they' additional wild area kind of places that you can go and just kind of wander around it's more open world. I like the idea of co-op. That kind of sounds really fun to uh, to play around with with a friend. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'll see I'll see how I feel about af- about after I, I complete more of the game and if I want to pay 30 bucks for for these things or maybe I'll wait it out. We'll see. Um, it's definitely not for me. It's it's not worth pre-purchasing it just to get an outfit. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll wait it out a little bit. <laughs> Um, One of the other things that they showed off at the very beginning of the Direct um, that I know will make some people excited, and then other people are probably not so excited. Um, I think Hussan is a big fan of the Mystery Dungeon, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, and we're actually going to be getting a remake of the Game Boy Advance titles, uh, Red Rescue Team and Blue Rescue Team. They're actually going to bring that out in March, so that's just a couple months away. Um, It's going to be Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. and yeah. It's basically an updated version of of those two Game Boy Advance games. Uh, a free version, uh, a demo, sorry, a free version of the demo is going to be offered. Um, it's it's actually on the eShop right now. So um, I know you are a fan of the original, like the the mainline Pokemon games. Did you ever play Mystery Dungeon? I did not. Um, I actually have not played any of the spinoff games, any in any way, shape,
1: or form. Like no, like Pokemon Snap or nothing. So sort of would be my first full experience into like anything actual Pokemon previous experiences only in Smash Brothers if that counts for anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure it does yeah <laughs> um, yeah I think I played maybe a demo of one of the Mystery Dungeon games but I really wasn't into it either the story is kind of a little kooky because um, you get like turned into a pokemon um i think it's cool kind of cool that you get to play like as a pokemon through it you're not playing as the trainer um so it's a little bit different of a, of a storyline and everything but um but yeah i never i never really got into it um it's interesting to me that they they would bring that back instead of releasing a new game they decided just to update a, a gba game um i don't know i i that that just sounded interesting to me um maybe a little weird to me actually so
1: i mean i did read more into it it did seem like it was a like kind of a fun game with something more i might actually enjoy so i like it's actually like a maybe stack for me like to even pursue it further especially if there's like a demo
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you can bring your saved data into the final game which I'm i'm glad to see more and more games are doing that
1: it's definitely
0: worth it. Tonight. You're not
1: replaying the same segments and stuff. So
0: yeah, for sure. So yeah, let us know in the comments and uh, and chat and everything if you're planning on getting the the Pokemon DLC. Um, but uh, that was the first direct type of announcement, and then we got another one that that was all focused on Smash Brothers Ultimate. They didn't call it a Smash Brothers Direct. They just called it. What was it? Just a, a special time with Sakurai or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like Sakurai presents or something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, on uh, January sixteenth, we got uh, a surprise, and uh, they finally announced the final character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the first round of, of DLC, and that is none other than another. Fire Emblem character <laughs> um, from Three Houses, and uh, Gray, how do you pronounce it? Is it Byleth? Yeah, it's Byleth. Yeah. Byleth. So, um, but yeah, you get the both the male and the female version of, of Byleth. Um, is that a, that that's something you can do in Three Houses as well? Can you pick the male or female?
1: Yeah, it's it's like the Avatar character that you get to kind of customize. So okay. it's like, kind of design like their face and hairstyle. You can give it whatever name you want. I mean, the default name obviously is Violet, but that's basically kind of like the avatar character, like similar to Robin and some of the other ones that they've added to already. So,
0: okay, cool. So one of the, the cool things that I I thought was fun, um, as they were, as they were announcing this, it kind of like they, they were just self-aware and, and even in the, the, uh, the little, um, animated thing that they put together, like, Another, th- th- there's too many sword fighters in there. It's like they, they just acknowledge that themselves, and they're like, "Oh, that's why we're giving you all these different weapons." Um, so let's let's just chat quickly about about Byleth and that sort of thing before we jump into any of the other news. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, about him and her uh, being in, in Smash? Were you excited? Where like, I know you're a huge Fire Emblem fan, but uh, but were you hoping for someone else? Are you excited about Biolith? What's what's your thoughts?
1: I was definitely very completely excited for it. Um, My one caveat is I think to avoid some of the backlash, they were better off moving it like further back, like into either like the fourth slot or even into the next pack if possible. But I think more people were expecting a third party character and by just him kind of capping it off, it got a little bit more um, hate than probably deserved, I think. But I still think it's going to be an incredible character. It's going to be... I can't wait to try it out. I'll actually be loading up Smash just to try it out, because why not? It's been a character I've been predicting and hoping for, so hoping it'll play really well. So mm-hmm. In terms of the announcement, I just personally feel that like they would have been better if they could fit into the third slot or fourth slot or even into the second pack overall. But yeah, I do understand why he was picked i know sakurai loves fire emblem it was definitely bound to happen in one of the two packs so and as he explained like three houses is so massive that you could even like really get like a huge uh story back like figure them all out and try to see all those different moves he can implement for him so hmm. that's cool understanding how he missed the main roster and was at his dlc so
0: yeah yeah I I I'm with you. I mean, it makes sense. It'd be weird if they, you know, because they've. Is it pretty much? How many? How many firearm characters do we have now? It's like. It's like
1: seven or eight. Seven or, or eight. Right?
0: That's what I was thinking. So, and how many? <laughs> I should have done some research here. How many firearm games are there, like in recent years? like is there are there seven or eight different games like every game have representation or there's still games that we don't have representation from
1: oh there's definitely games we don't have representation from so let's see well technically two of the newer ones that they did put in over the last few smash games were crime and lucina and they're both from awakening so the awakening is the only one i think that has uh two characters overall in it Okay. I think oh, Robin too, so three. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awakening was
0: a big game, I feel like though like Yeah, that was
1: that was like where it really pushed Fire Emblem into like major popularity. I think it was kind of telling someone somewhere I think probably on like a message board or something for Fire Emblem Heroes and it was just kind of explaining that Awakening is really what took the series to new heights and brought in all sorts of new fans and players. Mm-hmm. So I know it was hugely popular in japan since the nes and the snes games um and then they introduced us to the roy and marth and um melee and then that kind of got some of the interest over here and then they eventually moved like the gba game uh blazing blade and Mm. also like a radiant dawn and path of radiance over on gamecube and wii and then those kind of were somewhat decent But then it was Awakening on the three DS that really took off. So
0: yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of the people that I knew that I now know that like Fire Emblem got into it from from Awakening. It's actually the one that I've thought about that if if I were to try a game, I was like, you know, everybody likes Awakening. Maybe I should try it, Um, but we'll see. Like, it's probably it's not my kind of thing. Um, But uh, but from all the praise that Awakening got, I feel like that could be a, a game to try out.
1: Yeah, but I, let's see, Corn was from Fates, so that was the game after Awakening. Um, they didn't do anything for the Echoes, one that was like a um, remaster of the second game. Okay. And then they did add now a uh, Byleth for Three Houses, so like, what's okay. that, like five of the characters are from the last three games. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that that's that's what I was kind of thinking that it would have been weird if they didn't eventually at some point include uh, a character from three houses because of what they it seems like they have been doing over the last several years. Um, But but yeah, I'm with you. I think it it probably would have been better if they pushed it back a little bit. My guess is that that probably might have been just the one that was the furthest along because they he probably started working on it before. I think he even said that maybe even before Three Houses even came out, he was already working. I think probably on the character models and all that stuff. So, um, you know, the yeah. the other ones probably just aren't far along enough. Yeah, and
1: it could have been like some maybe some rights and issues for other ones that are either upcoming or even ones that have already come out. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Basement Dwellers says that Byleth is the most indifferent he's ever been about a character. Um he got banjo already, so he didn't expect anything else to wow me as much as he did. Um and uh he just pointed out that the Mario Odyssey is an, outsold the entire franchise of <laughs> Fire Emblem. Which <laughs> is interesting. So I don't know. That's that's actually really surprising. I I didn't know that. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, so not only did we get uh, the the new character of Byleth, uh, of course, um, we also got eleven new songs. If you uh, if you got that character and a new traveling stage that was modeled after Garig Mach Monastery. Um, did you did you like the 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 level itself, the um, the stage? Yeah, I liked how it was kind of mostly plain and simple and very
1: minimal, kind of like extra, like on the gimmick side. It was. I know you can destroy like booths and some other things, but it, it seems like it was a mostly flat stage, which is usually I prefer for Smash and mm-hmm. not lots of uneven ground or like weird elements like water that can like mess up your movement and stuff. So yeah, I just like the kind of plainness of it, even though it is a moving stage with, with the, just going around to the different locations. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I, am not a huge fan of moving stages, but I feel like I might like this one. Um, and I do like that you can destroy things. and like, that's, that's kind of cool. It's a little different. Um, cause I don't, none of the other stages come to my mind that you, uh, there's not too many. I know there's some, but there's not really too many that have, um, things that you can destroy. And so that was kind of cool to, to bring in that stuff as well. So um, of course, we also got, uh, spirit boards and, uh, classic mode update to, uh, to you know, be based on Fire Emblem. And then on top of that, we got some new co- me costumes. Uh, we have, uh, one that was inspired after, uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna save my favorite to the last. Some Mega Man X ones and uh, metal Mega Man Battle Network uh, costumes. Um one that's based on Altair from Assassin's Creed, um a Rabbit's costume, and then my favorite is Cuphead. Um, so you can actually dress as Cuphead, a me Cuphead, and uh, and that actually comes with a, a new music track called Floral Fury from the game. Um, so uh, from my favorite point of view, and actually uh, I think uh, Basin Dolores is in the chat as well, um, and we got several people in, in our Discord talking about it. Um, that that Cuphead was their favorite part <laughs> of of uh, of this whole entire announcement. They liked Cuphead better than Bilith. So what do you got to say? about that Greg as a, as a big Fire Emblem fan um, did you like Cuphead? <laughs> I mean I did like Cuphead and I really was looking forward to that costume
1: and I really think a lot more of those costumes should have like the music track that mm. was definitely a huge incentive to get that one especially but I mean overall I mean I could say the same thing for like, the banjo one I mean I was never really I never played banjo's games and the costumes almost sounded better to me overall and like mm. especially when Fatal Fury. I never played that series either. So it was like Terry? I mean, who's Terry? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I I think Cuphead will probably be the only me costume that I've bought. Be, it will be my first. Um because the other ones, I'm like, they're cool, but they're just costumes. Um this one kind of it sets it apart. It's not it's more of a costume too it like changes the look of your me you actually look like cuphead instead of just having like a hoodie on that looks like sonic um you actually look like um the cuphead character which is which is fun um are you i know you're a big mega man fan did you do you like the the mega man me costumes will it be enough for you to get them or just having mega man in the game is that good enough for you
1: I mean, I don't really use, like, the Miis as a whole lot. I mean, for Wii U and 3DS, I was buying the costumes and stuff, but I never really even played around with them. So, I mean, I might get X just because I really did. Like, Mega Man X, I never really played the EXE game, so I'm probably not going to get that one. Mm. Um, yeah, I was probably going to see what kind of costumes are available from the previous ones because I haven't even bought any of those either. But I definitely want to buy Cuphead just
0: for the track, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true because you can support that decision. <laughs> hmm I, I still love it. I need to. I need to do it more. Um, but just you know, turn Smash Brothers on and just listen to the music. Um, I keep forgetting that that's a feature. So just to have a Cuphead song in there is pretty cool. Um, alright so wrapping up the the Smash Brothers announcement we also we got word that uh, two more Mibo were available and they were available on January 17th we can now uh, get Dark Samus and Simon Belmont um, hey look at that this is my article and I just now realized that I forgot the T at the end of Belmont um, <laughs> typo um, but anyhow you can uh, <laughs> what's that <laughs> I believe it was actually Richter Belmont was it Richter? Oh, I I think it actually is, because Simon's already available. So that's two typos and one name. Wow. Someone needs to edit these things. Um, wait, that's me. I edit my own stuff. I forgot. Uh, so anyhow, um, so other than the amiibo, uh, we also got word that uh, there's going to be a—we already knew that there was going to be a, a Fighter Pass Volume 2, um, but now we know that it will not only con- uh, contain five, like the last pass, but it's actually going to contain six characters, and you can pre-purchase the the entire pack on January twenty eighth, so just a few days away from today, for twenty nine ninety nine uh, in the U S. That is, I believe, five more dollars than the pack one, but it does include one more character, so that kind of makes sense, I guess, for that. And if you do uh, pre-purchase it, that you can get an, a me sword fighter costume of the agent soldier gear from the Legend of Zelda. Breath of the Wild. If you do the pre-purchasing, uh, so Greg, what do you think of the Amiibo and uh, the the news about the next Fighter Pass? Well, um, both Amiibo are back
1: behind me, and <laughs> a stack of Amiibos back there. So those have already been picked up and acquired. And um, let's see. So I'm probably definitely gonna be pre-purchasing the pack, even though we're not really playing Smash Brothers. I really like just the character like just having the characters and I know if there's a day where I play more with like friends or family then I'll have all the characters available. So
0: yeah. Yeah, same here. Like I I've, I've got I got all the the previous ones. I don't use all the extra characters, but it's fun to have them. I think that that was my First objective. I still haven't beat all the classic stuff, and and there's a bunch of stuff still to to go through, um, for me and and all the single player and everything in the game. My first objective was I need to unlock every character like right away, and uh, that's pretty much what I did. Like the first like week or so of having the game was just. You know, go through and unlock every character, and then brought friends over and said, "Hey, let's play Smash. I've got all the characters unlocked." Um, so that's just fun, and it's just cool to have them all, um, even if I don't use them all. So I'll, I always will try them, of course. Um, but but there there hasn't been any of the DLC characters that I have kind of gravitated toward yet that I keep using, going back um, over and over and over again. I do like the idea of Byleth though like i think um i think having the different weapons i think is interesting you know have an axe and an arrow the bow and arrow and the and everything i think that's interesting um but uh but yeah i'm, I'm excited to see see what this next batch of characters are, are gonna bring i'm i'm still holding off for the, my prediction that i they shared last time let's bring some uh some Master Chief I'm not even a huge fan of Halo I just think that'd be crazy to have Master Chief in, in Smash Brothers
1: I <laughs> know that's what i was going at too I mean I don't never purchase a single Halo game but I still think that that would be incredible especially mm-hmm. playing super nice at Microsoft
0: so right right so yeah and I'll, I'll probably pre-purchase it too why not I mean again like unlike the Pokemon stuff, make like you get a a costume basically, right? For for pre-purchasing it, I don't care about the costume in in Pokemon, but it was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna buy it anyway. Might as well pre-purchase it and get the free costume for Smash. Um, probably won't even use the the me costume, but maybe nice to have. Who knows? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean I'm kind of indifferent, just like a Zelda outfit, but it does look pretty cool. I mean I do like Zelda, so. I might actually end up trying to actually use it. But yeah. I'm, I'm not buying it just to get it. I'm buying it because I like the character. I like, I like the idea of them adding more characters in and supporting
0: that decision. So. Mm-hmm yeah chat saying uh that they're surprised that they didn't reveal the first character of the next fighter pass um i'm not i don't know about you greg but i I was not surprised that they didn't reveal that character i think they're holding out since then we we've seen that nintendo has announced that they they have a lot of games to announce this entire year uh, of 2020 i think they're going to spread this thing out um i think holding back on on the fifth character um kind of just told me how they're going to approach this moving forward they're going to hold back as long as they want to and they're going to announce it whenever they want to sakurai can do pretty much whatever he wants nowadays and we still clamor after his game and after all the dlc he's going to produce for us so um i I wasn't surprised were you surprised
1: not i was not expecting a second one for the second pack even though they'd already kind of mentioned it was going to be a second pack but I was not expecting them to kick it off with, like, a fighter. Um, And the main caveat is that we're due for whatever that January, February direct, and Mm I think that's where we might actually get the first trailer of that character. Obviously not the deep dive, because it's probably not launching until, I don't know, May or something like that, but Mm -hmm. I definitely think that it was intentional not to show it at that event when there wasn't really any need to.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. You brought that up because I don't. They didn't announce when they're gonna start releasing these characters, did they? For the for the second pack. No, I mean
1: obviously it's definitely still a continuation. So I imagine they've already been like kind of like briefly added into his demo version that he has. That he
0: tweaks them and modifies them. So. Sure, sure. So six more characters, even if they release them what, like, every three or four months? That means we could ha- we have at least, like, probably two years of, of characters still. They're gonna like, continue to be, like, stretching this, this game out. We're gonna still be talking about DLC characters a year from now, at least, if not a year, and six months or so from now, um, that they're still going to be supporting Smash. I, I would assume they're going to stretch it out like that, like they did for the the first pack. Maybe, maybe they'll release them more more often. I don't know, but my guess is they'll probably take you know two or three months between each one. Um, so that's a, that's a lot more support over the last next couple of years. Yeah, that's. I think that's been just about what they've been doing,
1: um, outside the E3 where they did two of them, but. I mean, it could be this year at E3 that we'll get two more, so.
0: Yeah.
1: That's true. But I definitely think we'll see at least one before E3 being added in, and the trailer's either going to be in this director, if there's like a March or April direct, it would be in
0: that one. But Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's that was the Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate news uh, again. Uh, both of the that information is on NintendoFuse.com. I'll uh, go check my um, and correct my typos a little later um, on the on the Smash stuff on the amiibo things. But but yeah, if you want to re- read more or even watch both of those presentations, um, just head to NintendoFuse.com. Uh, but let's let's talk about some some rumors. Because uh, there, there's a few rumors. Now we talked about a couple uh, episodes ago, maybe even last episode, that uh, there's going to be some more remakes coming, some some games from the Wii U that are gonna probably be ported over, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but I, I don't know if uh, this was on anybody's radar at all. But um, it looks like that uh, I got this this article from Digital Trends, um, but I know that they they followed. A, uh, a Nintendo leaker named sabi or sabi I'm not sure how he pronounces that um, but uh, he can be found on Twitter at new underscore wabby and uh, yeah it looks like he's uh, looked into some different things and finds it reliable enough to complete a um, Uh, to to basically say that we are actually going to get a a new Paper Mario game and a new Metroid game that uh, probably is, uh, at least looks like people are saying it's a new Metroid Fusion sequel. Um, And so, Metroid Fusion sequel and a new Paper Mario game coming in... Uh, 2020, and uh, yeah, it looks like Sabi actually uh, later tweeted that it's going to be a 2D game related to Metroid Fusion, and so Metroid Fusion sequel and uh, Paper Mario coming in 2020 to uh, to Switch. Um, what do you think about this, Greg? Do you think it's actually going to happen? Have you looked into it? Like, uh, it seems like this guy should be. It seems pretty legit, but uh, but I don't know. What do you What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I've heard that he is. Has- somewhat of a good track record right now and at least one of the people that have been releasing these type of rumors and leaks and stuff so I think he was also the one that was issued like the Decease and Desist around E3 as well mm-hmm. so Yeah. I think I heard that from uh, the Game Explained discussion so uh, yeah I definitely down for both games but I wasn't about to predict any of like that stuff for this year so I mean, I'd imagine Paper Mario they've been kind of just still working on since, I mean, Color Splash was still quite a while ago, so it almost seems kind of fitting that the next one's on the way, especially with, like, Alpha Dream not uh, really continuing the Mario and Luigi stuff anymore, so...
0: yeah. I think that's interesting, especially, I mean, it's not right on the heels of that news, but that's interesting to, I wonder if this, if we do get into Paper Mario, if it's gonna kinda go back into that that, that RPG, like their roots and kind of, instead of the, the 2D stuff like Super Paper Mario and the other things they've tried to experiment with if they go back and maybe they'll use the, the Paper Mario to go back and, and do that RPG stuff with Mario again.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that they were going to. I mean, that's also, I think, what the, he also kind of implied, I think, with like his mm-hmm. leak, I thought it was going to be like a return to form type of Paper Mario game. So meaning it would be like just along the veins of the N64 one or a thousand year old door. Mm-hmm. So that would definitely be welcome, especially since Mario and Luigi is probably not going to be continuing onward unless a different developer picks that up. Mm-hmm. But It'd be nice to have an actual Mario RPG series again, and mm-hmm. not some sort of gimmicky, like cards, stickers, <laughs> and right, garbage. So
0: yeah, I've actually never uh, I've never played any of the the Mario RPG games. I think I have uh, one of the downloadable versions either on 3ds or something like that i think um of the original um super mario rpg i think when they stuck it on the the eShop or whatever um but uh yeah i've never actually played it i, I still want to but um but yeah again I'll, I'll go ahead and i'll take barry's pot too many games not enough time um but uh but yeah, I, I haven't played it yet. But I know, I mean, huge fans, right? And like, and that's why people want some of those characters to, um, to show up in Smash because of, because of that game, which is it's, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Who's Gino. the? Yeah, Gino. Um, well, Gino so like G- Mario.
1: Yeah, he's from Mario RPG, which was kind of the inspiration for the Paper Mario series.
0: So. Right, um, but yeah, another 2D Metroid. You be a big fan i mean metroidvania there you go like this is yeah, this is your bread and butter right sure is yeah <laughs> i do love the metroid series i've beaten
1: just um, about all the main games outside of like federation force and um, whatever that awful Wii title was
0: <laughs> other, other m i actually liked other m <laughs> i thought it was an interesting idea I, like it wasn't like game of the year kind of thing but i but i i did enjoy it though
1: but i did and enjoy and beat like the classic 3 the game boy the NES and super Metroid and did play all the three of the prime games and beat all beat all three of them so definitely looking forward to another Metroid game
0: nice.
1: uh, samus returns was excellent so mm. I actually did beat a uh, fusion I think on the 3ds virtual console I think it was mm. but yeah I I would be definitely welcome to them to continue that if that's where they're going i mean that was a pretty fun game i wasn't quite uh as open worldly and exploring as the other metroid games It was a lot more uh yes zelda like where it was like oh go here do this oh go now you go here do this and <laughs> go here and do that it wasn't as much as uh finding your way and doing whatever you wanted to it was kind of removed that uh freedom
0: element and, mm. and so. is more linear that, that time yeah okay yeah. is okay. that yeah. so metroid games which was fusion the one that was basically a remake there was because they released one that was essentially a remake of was a of, of 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 metroid 2 maybe i can't remember which one oh, it yeah. was
1: metroid 2 did get the remake and that uh samus returns but i think there was a different game yeah i think that was the zero suit samus yeah that's it yeah i i didn't play that one and i think that was the remake of the first game
0: oh okay gotcha
1: was like one where he kind of like got like this x virus and like you had to like try to figure out how to treat it it was like kind of like eating you alive and kind of thing and you couldn't get rid of it or something
0: okay okay Yeah, I I haven't played too many of the Metro games. I played, um, I think, all three of of the Prime games. Um, I think. uh, I may not have played... No, I think I played all three of them. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the very first one. Still am not. It's too... It's a little too... I don't know. Something some word that i can't think of i really like super metroid though like uh, of all of them um super metroid is still my my favorite um but i didn't get into i didn't get into fusion um i didn't get samus returns i really wanted to and then life happened and i kind of forgot about it um but uh but if if you can make a game that's like very similar to, and i know people have been clamoring for that for for years right like a, a game that's yeah, okay. similar to super metroid but updated yeah yeah
1: like the 2D Metroid games and they weren't sure if they'd ever come back because Prime has been so successful and even demanded so Mm -hmm. I think uh, Samus Returns kind of proved that there is space to have 2D and 3D Metroid games so
0: yeah for sure. Uh, Basement Dwellers said the other end was underrated, so they're with me. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't fit with the rest of the series. Yep, very similar. Federation Force would have been, uh, would have unironically been amazing on Switch, uh, but it was a fantastic multiplayer game uh, that was dead on arrival. Um, so yeah, I, that'd be interesting to see. Uh, maybe, you know, things like that uh, will get announced at E3 um, would probably be the big one. I don't know. Do you think Do you expect them to announce something like um, like a, a New Paper Mario or or Metroid uh, 2D Metroid in a, a January or February, most likely February at this point direct? Or would they hold that off to E3?
1: I could see Paper Mario being squeezed in for some reason, but I think Metroid is one of those ones where they'd really get, like, a huge bang, like, kind of celebration announcement of it. Like, oh, by the way, like, we're working on a Metroid game to hold you over before four hits, and, like, oh, and it's available in October or something. But, like, Paper Mario is definitely a game where they can, like, oh, here's footage of an upcoming Paper Mario game, and then it still could come out in November or whatever, but people won't be, like, oh, yeah, it has to come out, like, in may or something mm-hmm. but it could be like one of those like yoshi worldly i was kind of comparing it more to like yoshi's Woolly world that got like that like early reveal but then it's kind of like then held along for a while and then they just show more and more as the time goes on
0: yeah yeah i think i'm with you yeah if they're going to show off one i i would see being paper mario um Metroid does seem like a cool thing to announce, especially if they if they got more information about Prime Four on uh, at E3, they'd be like, "This is what this is this is coming like 2021. We'll give you a little more information about it, but then to hold you over, we've got a 2D game for you ready to go. It's gonna be ready to play in September or something." Um, and uh, I could definitely see them doing something like that. Um, and hopefully, they give you the Prime Trilogy while you wait too. <laughs> yeah, that's fine everyone <laughs> for sure uh all right so enough with rumors now we go even even further there, things that might happen they may, may happen. Who knows? Because that's how patents roll. Um, Nintendo has uh, recently, I guess, filed a patent. Uh, Nintendo Everything has is, is covered this, and uh, it's for a Switch Joy-Con touch pin attachment. So if you're watching uh, right now, uh, you can see it on on the screen. And uh, it looks like it's basically a, a rail uh, sort of um Wrist adapter uh, thing, a wrist uh, strap that you can put on your Joy-Con. But at the very tip, it has a, a little nub, uh, basically um, kind of a, a what they're calling it, a touch pin. And so, um, yeah, I guess it's been it was spotted uh, on Silicon Era, um, published la- uh, this past week and I guess uh, it's it's gonna be used for the, the touch screen. Um, it's supposed to vibrate in response to, to an object being touched on the screen, um, kind of a stylus sort of thing, so you know, for for Barry and other people that were upset that we didn't get our you know special stylus for Mario Maker Two, you can now apparently, uh, or not now, but eventually, you know, you just attach this to your Joy-Con and then you got a stylus built in, I guess, um, that has some sort of HD Rumble um, responding to uh, things that you touch on the screen, so it's it's incorporated into the the Joy-Con, um, and so yeah, I don't know much beyond this. Um, again, it's a patent, so, I mean, Nintendo as well as like so many other companies like will file tons of patents. A lot of things never come into fruition, like they never actually make them, but they just kind of, here's an idea we have, let's file a patent for it just in case we do make it. So, uh, great. what do you think about this, and do you actually think it's going to see the light of day? Well,
1: I definitely would like it. I was definitely one that was kind of pushing to have a stylus, especially for Mario Maker, His- primary example there but it certainly seems to me like they could definitely do like edit like this definitely seems like one of those things that actually might turn into something but i don't know when her could be like e3 i guess or could be Mm -hmm. like two degrees away i don't know but yeah i definitely think like a stylist would be very much appreciated even if it does rumble and whatnot but
0: yeah i think it's interesting i mean I don't know how weird it would be to, like, hold it with the Joy-Con. Like, I mean, I'd almost rather them, and maybe they'll do both. I don't know if they'll, like, release a a separate stylus touch pen that you can use that may be more expensive because it has that stuff built into it. Um, But if you want an actual pen experience, then buy that. But if you want the same kind of experience but don't want to pay as much, buy this one that just slaps on your Joy-Con, uses the built-in technology in the Joy-Con instead of building it into the pen itself. Because I think it'd be really weird to hold and use, but I don't know. Because I can't see myself, like, writing with it. It'd be more like touching things on the screen for, like, I don't know. I, I can't see, like, an adult purpose for having this I mean like a kids game be kind of cool like pick the right box or pick the right thing on the screen find like a you know one of those was this like find the the hidden images or something like that that'd be kind of cool but but to Mario Maker I want like an actual like stylus that I can hold like a pen draw on the screen sort of thing I don't know yeah I don't know if it's something that like would be pulled out of the Joy-Con and or if it's
1: just something that would like stays with the joy con i don't know but because as you said it would be a lot more awkward if it's this big bulky thing to hold as like a pen as opposed to like an actual stylus mm-hmm. it actually like comes out and it's just kind of really tiny and you can poke around with it but
0: yeah I, it is kind of cool like um looking at the patent a little more uh it will incorporate the button presses on the Joy-Cons. So if you are drawing on the screen, hold down a certain button to get a thicker line, for instance, hold down another button to go for thin lines. Maybe you can change your colors, change between um, a pen and an eraser or something like that between uh, button presses. Um, so that's kind of cool, I guess, but I, I still, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, like it could be kind of awkward to, to hold it uh, attached to the Joy-Con. Um, I couldn't see myself using it a ton. but Yeah, I mean, it depends. I don't know how well
1: it would be for like, the artists out there. I know that there's people that like to really make impressive drawings and stuff. We mm-hmm. um, like like and Wii U, so... I
0: don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. I mean, we've seen weirder things come from from Nintendo patents, so... This Um, is definitely not the weirdest. Something like the vitality sensor. (laughs) Right, right. I'm still, still holding out. At one point, they're gonna. It's gonna come. I don't know. I I have no idea why, and nor do I really want it. I just like. It's just one of those things that's kind of got lost in the ether of Nintendo ideas that once were. but uh yeah that's i'm i'm still just staring at the at the <laughs> images that they put out I'm like that's so interesting um do you remember the did you ever use the the built-in little nub on the uh the ds when they when it had the wrist strap like attached to the original ds and you're it had like a little nub that you're supposed to put around your thumb and use it for 3d games did you ever do you ever use that do no, you remember it? Not at all. Like I had the original yes, DS. Did, did you did you not attach your uh, your wrist strap and your, your thumb strap on there? Did you just toss it with the box? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think the only reason I remember it is because I did that was that was one of the first systems that I remember like doing a lot of research beforehand and were being really, really, really excited about. And so I knew everything about it beforehand, so I attached it. And it was the most awkward thing, um, so you didn't miss out on anything, <laughs> but but it, officially, yeah, it was like a little. So it was it was just like the Wii um, wrist straps and stuff like that. The Wii the rear wrist straps, but it's attached to the back of the DS, and and it had a little, you know, slider that just like you tighten it down on your wrist, but you tighten it down on your thumb. And it had this little plastic thing that went on the tip of your thumb, I guess you could put it on your finger as well. But the idea was just like, um, just like in Super Mario 64 on the on the 64, you have the analog stick to control the camera and, and run around depending on what you want to do, um, how you held the controller, that was the same same sort of deal like you could be able to control the the camera or run around with the your thumb on the screen using the little nub <laughs> it wasn't good um it it was interesting but it, it wasn't good yeah so they of course took it away for all the <laughs> subsequent versions of the 3 of the DS and the 3DS the neighbor brought that back
1: <laughs> i mean was it like intended for order? what or that Legend
0: of Zelda. Um, what was that game? Not oh, Prep, the but... all the yeah, no, because those games they they encourage you to use the stylus on those. Okay. That it was basically uh, a replacement for the analog stick, essentially, um, because they didn't build an analog stick to the, the, the original DS, and so. Um, so yeah, it was, that was how they marketed it as, uh, you know, stick this little nub on your thumb and use the touch screen like an analog stick. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: <glad> I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I miss, miss, miss much with that.
0: So. Nope. But, uh, but I'm hoping that this is, is not like that. Cause it like, Oh, look, I can touch the screen with the thing instead of my finger. Like what's the difference um but but if it does incorporate the the vibrations and you can use the buttons and the joy cons I, I could see that possibly you know working i'd almost see this as like a kind of a tie-in to a game like a little gimmick for uh, a drawing game maybe a, a compilation sort of thing that They they incorporate drawing, uh, find the hidden object, and maybe a couple other things, and they throw this in in the box with it, um, and they have fun. Um, Probably mostly meant for meant for kids. Yeah, maybe not. It could be the Mario Paint too, or something. (laughs) Right, that's true. Maybe maybe that's where it's going. So, who knows? Who knows? Well, that's that's pretty much it for for big uh, news and announcements and everything this time on the on the podcast. Um, Nintendo's got a bunch of their stuff. Like we said earlier, they they said they're going to be announcing a bunch of games this year. They've got plenty of news to keep releasing throughout the whole year. Um, I got an email, I think earlier today, a press release uh, from Nintendo America saying that they won their. Um, their repeal or something on the the court case that I guess someone I forget the name of the company um, doesn't matter now because Nintendo won, uh, but uh, but um, that was suing them for some technology in the Wii remote and I guess they would or Nintendo originally lost but they they appealed it and they won in the appeal so um, it was like ten million dollars or something like that um, but uh, but yeah so that was kind of cool that's pretty much it like anything else that's uh that kind of has been sticking out to you greg that that we haven't talked about that uh kind of in the world of nintendo or anything else recently
1: um yeah there was one i guess smaller piece that was kind of hot off the presses um for fire emblem heroes the um choose your legend round four just kicked off tonight mm. so you can pick favorite uh, seven characters or you get one vote a day for the next seven days starting today and you get to try to nominate the characters. They'll be added into the game in August as, like, a superpower um, uh, unit, so hmm. go ahead and vote. You don't even need to uh, play Fire Emblem games to vote. You can just uh, find, like, their little site to for two your elections around for.
0: Oh, you don't even have to go to the game to, to vote.
1: Yeah. Um, huh. They have made, a couple site for it and get to pick the game or try to search by character it's like a, it's always very clunky the way they do these things but hmm. interesting
0: well I can maybe vote I'll... pilot
1: via get a brave edition
0: <laughs> is there is there anything bad i can vote for to mess up all the people that, that you play <laughs> well i probably won't get very many vote, votes <laughs> that's true That's true unless i get a bunch of people everybody out there going oh, no <laughs> vote oh, for uh, renegade boss he doesn't have a name all right there we go renegade boss for the win um i don't know anything about <laughs> this game uh, i did ha- i i think i i played the very first like five minutes or something like that of the of of the game and then i deleted it cause I didn't, yeah. <laughs> but i i did download it i'm pretty sure <laughs> But that's cool. I'm glad that they're announcing things and and not going through you know the the Fae updates because um, that's that's the worst. Like
1: <laughs> I was almost expecting a FA channel like any day now for the sec the fourth or third anniversary on like February second. So mm-hmm. I'm sure this will be a FA channel like in the, this next week.
0: Uh, that voice so annoying. <laughs> uh um yeah and oh man oh i was uh, you mentioned that yeah with Emblem heroes and stuff um but the mobile games i feel like uh i saw something are you playing mario kart tour at all anymore no i pretty much stopped after yeah i'm like the first I, I like i think i played like two or three times in the last couple months like i basically fired up see what's on there every once in a while and then i'll i'll stop it again um but i feel like something's going on there i think with a winter winter um thing at tournament or something like that i don't know so if you're playing fire emblem or if you're playing fire emblem go play fire emblem. but if you're if you're playing mario kart tour check it out there may be some cool in there i don't know um but really just go play mario kart 8 deluxe because it's so much better um it's a real mario kart game <laughs> Uh, all right, so um, yeah, anything big coming out over the next couple of weeks that that uh, you're excited about, Greg? Anything that you're you're planning on playing um, that uh, maybe just even notable to you, or maybe that uh, that other people should be be looking out for over the next couple of weeks until the next podcast?
1: Uh, well, I'm about to take a very quick glance, but I know at least me personally, I'll be still trying to catch up on. It was uh, Christmas games, but yeah, I'm sure there's probably something uh, noteworthy of uh, games coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I got it to load. Uh, uh, I think there was one that I had heard about, and I'm just trying to see if I can find it really quick.
0: Um... Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah. It's like we have a lot of games this year that are just still labeled as 2020 like we still don't know when they're coming out just sometime this year
1: yeah I think I take that back I can't find uh, can't find nothing that that's coming out before the next podcast so don't think that there is
0: <laughs> one coming out yeah there's there's really not I mean looking through the list really quick there's not a whole lot really big coming out Um those fans of, of, of Shinobi from the original Sega, you know, that, that we have a Sega Ages um, version of Shinobi's coming out. Um, that, let's see. That's that's about it for a while. Um, uh, you know, Super Tennis is. Oh, Horse Farm. Horse Farm's coming out on 29th. That's, that's totally right up your alley, right, Greg? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Horse Farm. Um, oh, Speaking Simulator comes out on January 30th. Uh, and it's it's on sale, two dollars off. You can get it for eighteen dollars. Your speaking simulator. Sometimes I don't understand these simulators, uh, <laughs> but uh, one game that that I'll be uh, I actually got a um, a review copy of it. I think uh, Barry and I are going to be reviewing it because it is a it's a multiplayer game. Um, it's called uh, Hypercharge Unboxed. Um, so it's actually been out, I think on steam and maybe other systems as well, but it's coming out on the switch, uh, on the 31st of January. And, um, we actually have an interview with some of the developers and the publishers and everything of the game on NintendoFuse.com. So if you haven't checked that out, um, just head over there and search for, uh, for hypercharge and you'll see that. But, um, yeah, so I think, uh, Barry and I, I think are going to be playing through that and, uh, probably do a game chat on that eventually. Um, but, yeah, there's really not a whole lot. Even, even like, the, the retail copies that Barry ends up buying, I think he's going to get three games. I think Monster Energy, Supercross uh, 3, a Snack World, <laughs> and uh, Code, Realize, Guardian, and Rebirth, I think, are the only physical copies that are coming out in the next couple of weeks. So he's not even going to be like, getting very many games. Yeah, I'm sure he's got plenty to play too. So. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, that's pretty much it for uh, episode one ninety. It's crazy. We're creeping up on two hundred. We're gonna be there before you know it. Um, but, uh, but thanks so much for joining in. Uh, we're going to be back on February 4th, um, most likely at our regular time on Tuesdays. Um, sorry for those of you guys that missed out, um, tonight because we had to push it back. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, February 4th, we should be back at our regular time. Uh, what is that? It's, uh, 830 Eastern time. Is that correct? I'm, I'm still thinking mountain time for me. Um, so 830 Eastern time, 530 Pacific. Um, so you guys can figure out everything in between and we would love to have you join us live if you can't that's okay you can listen after the fact and watch after the fact and uh, but if you do listen live you do watch live uh, we'd love to have you guys join the chat just join in the conversation that we're able to uh, to have all about this game the game news and everything else Um, we just love interacting with you guys so uh but yeah, if you can join us live on YouTube, that'd be great. Um, but thanks for joining in, thanks for subscribing, thanks for hitting that bell on YouTube to be alerted about every new video we post. Um, thanks for sharing this with your friends that also enjoy Nintendo. And uh, we'll be back again, like I said, February 4th with our uh, next episode. Greg, thanks for joining me, man. All right, no problem. It great to be on. Yeah, always great to talk uh, games with you guys, and uh, we'll. See you next time. See you later.